unfortunately there was a situation with our live going to Facebook. It didn't, it only went to YouTube. So um, if you're just joining us on Facebook, take a second and click on the StreamYard link and let us um, see who we're talking to. Um, sorry about some sort of technical glitch there, but we are talking all about reviews today. And Athena was just um, getting started on the top three places to get a review from. Yeah, so Google, Zillow, and Realtor.com. I would, that's just my opinion. I didn't do any research to find that out, but I would say those are the top three. Yeah. Um. So we'll talk more in detail about all of those yep. as we get going, I guess. Yeah. So the first thing I think that we really need to talk about, about getting reviews is typically you're not going to get a review unless you ask for it. So I think that everybody really needs to get over the fear of asking for it. Like they don't want to be that extra burden onto their client and, you know, say me, 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 you know, what can you do for me? Can you do this referral or to make people go out of their way? And that's well, not the case. Yeah. Well, I think our business feels like that all the time anyways. Like we're constantly reaching out to our friends and family, like, who do you know that is looking to buy a house or, you know, who can I help? Can I help you? So I do think that that review point, especially because it's typically at the end of a transaction when people are going to ask, Mm -hmm. And they feel like, just like you just said, they feel like they've asked and asked and asked. And this is just another thing. So it's a burden almost. Um, I'm going to put kind of a real live twist on why I think people don't ask for reviews. Okay. And this might not be a popular opinion. I think that people get cautious or they second guess asking for a review because they're second guessing the service that they gave. And they're afraid of the truth. Yeah, that could be for sure. So if your service isn't great, maybe you might be a little bit more cautious about asking for that review. Yeah, because if everything went really good, most clients are, you know, they are happy to share their experience with you. You know when people are the most happy? Yes. At the very beginning before anything can go wrong. Yes. And that's why we are going to talk about the perfect time to ask for a review. Um, but I would think that, you know, the majority of agents do not ask for a review. So you're leaving that opportunity on the table to get their review because most clients are not just going to go on their own free will and be like, I'm going to go on to Google or Zillow and leave that review for you. There have been, I will say there have been a few clients that have reached out to me and been like, Hey, like we had, you know, such a great time, you know, how can I leave a review for you? But that's very unlikely that that happens. It sometimes, but not always. Um, so if you want to get more client reviews, you really have to be intentional. Set the expectations up front. Tell the clients early in your relationship that you are going to be asking for a review. Just have the conversation and say, hey, when we're done, if I have made you happy and everything has, I've done everything in my power to make this work, I would really love for you to take the time to give me a review. Okay. So you're setting that expectation up, probably not at the first time you're, you know, meeting them at the new home or their home to sell. But in the beginning, when you're already starting to build that relationship, just give them a heads up. Like, Hey, you know, like, I just want to let you know, you know, if this all goes great, I would love the opportunity for you to leave me a review. Okay. 
So the next thing is to really choose your sites wisely. So Athena said, you know, the typical top three. Um, and there are a lot of places for clients to leave reviews, but they probably won't go out of their way to leave reviews on more than one or two sites, right? So you Especially really have you to be tell smart. them to do it because yes. they are like, oh, yes. well, I gave you a review on Google. They don't realize that there's 7,722,000,000 other sites that they could leave one on. Right. So be very smart and intentional in choosing the sites that you focus on uh, for when the reviews come in. You know, something else that I was thinking about, um, there have been times where I haven't asked for a review. Um, and then I'm searching through and I realize someone did leave me a review that I didn't ask for, but it was on a website that I didn't even think to go and look at. And then I felt bad because it was like three months later and I didn't even thank them for leaving the review. Mm -hmm. And I felt like a jerk because I didn't ask for the review like I should have. They took it upon themselves because they enjoyed their service. And then I didn't even thank them for it. So that's all on me, um, you know, and that's where a system comes in play, mm -hmm. where if you're following your system, you don't have those little errors. But yeah, people will take it upon themselves. If you don't ask them, they're going to do it themselves. Yeah. So um, like I said, Zillow and Realtor are probably the places people are already looking. And I know um, Zillow makes it really easy if you're an agent and you're looking for another agent. Say I want to refer my client to Kalamazoo, Michigan. That's a real place, by the way. <laughs> The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go on Zillow and I'm going to look at reviews. Well, that's not true. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Workplace, which is what we have because it's so much easier. But most people are going to go to Zillow. They're going to do Agent Finder. They're going to find an agent and then they're going to read through those reviews and see if yeah. they did a good job or not. Um, so while I don't love Zillow and I'm never... I've never like hid that. I don't, I just don't trust them. I'm worried that they're going to take all of my stuff one day and I'm just not going to have access to it. So that's why I don't choose to focus on the Zillow reviews. Um, but it's the best way for people to find you. Um, and then the same with realtor.com. The one thing about those two specific sites though, is that they do require you to create an account. And some people are, are like, they're like, man, I've just given my email to 7,000 different people during this transaction. The last thing I want to do is give it again. Yeah, they don't make it easy to leave a review, which is the hard part. They don't. And you can't, you know, the other thing about um, Zillow is that you, if, as an agent, because I have an agent account, I can't go leave a review for anybody else either. So I don't really love that part about it either. Um. And honestly, I don't think I've ever left a review on realtor.com. So I don't know what that process looks like. I don't know what the back end process looks like. Yeah. So um, Google is where our local team kind of focuses on um, for many different reasons. The number one reason is it's Google. Who doesn't love Google and who doesn't trust Google? Yeah. Um, but also almost everybody has a Gmail account. So all they have to do is enter in their name and their email address and the review is right there. 
But it also makes it easy for us as a team, we can go in and we can copy and paste that review and put it in multiple different locations. Like we put it in a pretty little Canva um, marketing picture and it just makes it look all pretty. So we like Google. Yep. So when asking for reviews, like Athena was saying, you know, to pay attention to the client's email addresses, because if they use a Gmail address, then it will be super easy for them to leave the review on Google um, because the Google business will link right into it and it will make it super easy for them. Um, and they're probably already are logged into it and they don't even need to know how. Um, if your client has a Yahoo or some other thing, they probably don't have Hotmail or AOL anymore. But if they do have, you know, Outlook or any of those other type ones, it'll be a little harder and they will probably require them to use a Google account for Google. So um, that makes it a little less likely for them to use the Google. So it may be beneficial to have, you know, a couple of different places where you would typically recommend um, and then just pick wisely for, you know, each people or offer them an option for that. What I love too about Google is that um, you're going to come up in a more organic way. The more reviews you have, um, you're going to come up in like an organic search so people can find you and know that you are the neighborhood expert that we preach about every week. Yeah. So with Google being its own search engine and stuff, if you leave those reviews, when people start searching for you, um, the ones with the highest reviews are going to come up. So if they start searching for a realtor in XYZ, the more reviews that you have, it's already going to bump them right to the top. This would be a topic for a whole nother day, but like search engine, what's the O stand for? Optimization. Okay. So I started looking a little into that and started researching some of it. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things that I read, and I'd love to know like the, the real real on it, but basically one of the things I read was that if you personally leave reviews, like as your business, that it also helps boost up the way that you're seen. So like yes. if we were to go as a team to um, go get a grilled cheese sandwich <laughs> and we left a killer review for that restaurant, then it just helps us to stay local and it helps us to become more recognized. Yeah. It's building your authenticity as your business. So it's making you more um, wildly known and stuff. So that is definitely beneficial on both ways. Um, so Next up, sometimes you're going to get a review and it's not going to be the nicest. No, <laughs> even if you give the best service ever, some people take reviews like there's different reasons you can get a bad review. You can't make everyone happy. You can't because you're not perfect. And if you are perfect, you should probably have a different job other than real estate. Like, a <laughs> it'll make you unperfect. <laughs> like, use your perfect where it matters. <laughs> um, but no, people are real and you want them to be real because it shows that you're a real person. Um, if I see, like, I'm trying to think of like a reason that I would search for, let's say a groomer for my dog, right? If I see that every single thing is a five-star review, I literally go and look for the bad reviews. Um, the same on Amazon. If I'm buying something and I don't know anything about it, it just was like a Facebook recommendation. Um, or if I'm searching for like a 
hair product or something. I go and find the bad reviews because the wonderful World Wide Web has made it to where people can pay for good reviews. And we don't want that. We don't want the paid stuff. We want the real live truth. We want to know how our clients are going to be treated. We want to know how we're going to be treated. Um, so I always go and look for the bad reviews. It's not a, it's not a bad thing to have a bad review. And a lot of times what I see is when it's a bad review, you can literally pinpoint what that person probably meant by it. Like, maybe it was just a small misunderstanding of words, or maybe they didn't understand the process. Um, but you can take that and learn from it and correct your mistakes. Always respond to that bad review and let them know, you know, hey, I'm sorry that you didn't understand. You know, I'm sorry that I didn't help you with this or, you know, take that blame. Yeah, I mean, some our of them team, might not even be a real. <laughs> right. So our team has a um, review on our Google site. And we have no idea who this person is. It's not a real name. They've left other reviews other places. Um, but basically, he called us clowns <laughs> and said that we've never responded to any of his, you know, inquiries. And who knows what happened, you know. Um, anyone who runs a team knows that things happen, right? But he left the review. So we went on and we responded and we just said, Hey, we're so sorry for the miscommunication. We don't have any, um, you know, we don't have any notes of connections with you, you know, but feel free to reach out and we'll make sure that, you know, this is taken care of. So it's okay to respond to those bad reviews. It's okay to have a bad review. They happen. We yeah. Just move so forward. that takes me into the next one of respond replying to every review. And then this gives you the opportunity to fill in the missing details. Okay. So if a client takes the time to say something nice and leave you a review online, you should acknowledge it in the comments or the reply. You know, it's not just courtesy, but it's also really good marketing. So what do I mean by that? When you reply to a review, you're taking into account that entire transaction and you're allowing future prospects to see how that will play out. So when a buyer or seller is looking at your reviews, they're going to see your replies and it's going to give them a chance to see what the client may have left out. Because a lot of times people go on there and be like, oh, they were so great to work with. And that's like it. But maybe it's a missed opportunity of saying what you did that was so great, right? So for example, if you get a five-star review from a client that says something like, hey, we had a wonderful experience working with Athena. We needed to get our home sold quickly so we could move to a new job out of town. I highly recommend Athena. And if you're looking for a real estate agent, give her a chance. So that review is great, right? But you can add a little bit more context into that to help future clients. For example, you could respond and say something like, thank you so much, Mr. Andrews. We've loved working with you. I'm so glad that we were able to get your home sold in just 10 days for $50,000 above list price. And we're thrilled that our marketing system worked amazingly for you to create the demand and attract the right buyers for you, right? I love that. I think you can also, um, I mean, it, it gives you a chance to really showcase what you have to offer. Um, people don't think 
outside of the box a lot of times. Like they don't think to add those details. Like they don't realize how important it is. Um, my opinion is that it's also okay to guide them through what to say when you ask for the review. Like let them know like, hey, we um, were able to get your VA loan except like your offer was accepted with VA financing over eight other offers. Do you mind leaving me a review, letting people know how great that was? And, you know, or say you have a house that turns into like a pig with lipstick on it and you are able to negotiate every single repair that that buyer wants. You can say that, say, Hey, you know, I know we kind of struggled with the repairs. Do you mind giving me a review on my negotiation skills on those repairs? And because they don't know what to say, um, it's okay to guide them, in my opinion. I mean, don't write the review for them, but otherwise you're going to get the generic, like, it was great to work with Athena and Jess. They did a great job. I love my house. Goodbye. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Together with your, with their comment and yours, it will really come together. But yeah, you just kind of tie it all like you said, you just tie it all together. Um, the people are looking at these reviews. This is how you're going to get your business. This is why we're going over this and why it's so important. Um, it's really like a marketing pitch. You can also take all of these reviews. You should take all of these reviews, move them into your listing packet or your buyer packet and tell people, this is what people are saying. Um, share your review on social media, share it on your story, share it on your post, put it on Instagram. Um, There's so many different ways that you can do it. I don't think it's a horrible idea to tag the person either. Yeah. If you're friends with them and you just have to take that into account, you know, whether they're okay with sharing, you know, information. Yeah. You should definitely know who they are before you do that. But you know, if it's somebody that you know, is literally your friend and you know that they're not going to care, share it because the more people you tag, their friends are going to see it. Your friends are going to see it and it boosts that algorithm. Exactly. You can totally just use your reviews for free marketing. Definitely. I love free stuff. I love free food. I love (laughs) free marketing, especially when it's so easy. So where are these reviews coming from? We've talked to you about what to do with them, but where do you get them from? That's probably, people probably don't realize that. You think, okay, well, your reviews are going to come from people who have closed houses, but there's so much more. Um, you um, can get agent-to-agent reviews. Jeff loves this one. Do you want to talk about like what that looks like, an agent-to-agent review? Yes. And we touched base on this in our podcast about how to be a great co-broke and get all your offers accepted. And that was, you know, again, coming from a place of value and saying to your agent, Hey, like I have enjoyed working with you so much when this transaction closes, would you mind if I could leave you a review? Do you have a link? Um, and in return, maybe you could leave me one. And then that said that thing, like where you're giving them something. Right. Right. And you're the one starting that conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, This brings us back to you can't do this on Zillow and you probably can't do this on Realtor.com, but there's no reason you can't do it on Google or social media. Google's the best for it. 
Um, and the same thing with vendor to vendor reviews. So if you have a contractor who went out and helped you save that due diligence request, leave that on his Facebook page or his Google page. Like, hey, Sammy contractor went out, saved this real estate transaction for me. And, you know, we work great as a team. He was fair. He was honest. And then people looking at his reviews see your name, which you can leave the review from your business page. So it should be your name slash realtor or, you know, whatever your state goes by. Um, it just, it puts you out there. Um, but it also makes people want to work with you. Yes. Which is really important when it comes to vendors, like be the person like just a sign behind her says, like be kind, be the person that people want to reach out to. Um, and then the other outside of the box idea is anyone that you've worked with, they don't have to close a transaction. Um, how many, I'm on a VA buyer kick today, but how many times have you worked with a VA buyer and they are looking for a house, you spend maybe two, three months looking for the right location for them. And the orders change. And now they're going to California instead. Yeah. It happens. I mean, it happens all over the place. But you still spent time with them. You still worked for them. It's okay to ask them for a review too. Um, the same thing is maybe you have a client who you helped stage their house or you got them in touch with the right people to make, you know, fixes happen on their house, a contractor. It's okay to ask them for a review too. Like, because it makes you not only look like the neighborhood expert of sales, but it broadens who you are. It broadens your resume and what you do for people. Yeah. I mean, even if you sent them, like if they asked for an agent for a place that they're moving to, you could ask them yeah. for a review. Yeah. Because I don't send anybody to it. We have this conversation all the time. It is so <laughs> hard to refer somebody to somebody else. And I'm not yes. even talking about real estate, like a tax accountant, a contractor. It doesn't matter because they take what you say and they're like, oh, well, Athena told me to call this person. So they have to be amazing. Right. Sometimes they're not, you know, or then they come back and they're like, I haven't heard from this person. And you're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not in control of their schedule, you know? And sometimes we do give referrals, you know, like if someone's like, oh, I need a, you know, a dance class for my toddler. And you're like, oh, well, I know this place and this place. Right. You know, I can't control what that teacher is. You know, I can't control your child. I can't control your teacher. So there's too many variables. So it's really hard to recommend people. Um, why would I even get on that topic? Um, asking other people or agents. That's right. <laughs> because we were talking about when we refer agents. Yes. <laughs> refer so, to other agents. You know, we go, I know what the whole point was. Here I go. Okay. okay. All right. Hello. <laughs> Hotness Express back on the train. Um, but anyway, I'm not sending somebody to another agent until I've done my research. That was the whole point of that. I'm putting probably a couple hours into making sure that they know the area, making sure that their reviews are good, probably reaching out and, you know, looking through to see what their sales stats are. I'm not just going to blindly refer a real estate client to someone. So okay. I'm putting work into it. I'm not just picking a name out of a hat and saying, okay, call this person. I'm sure they'll be fine. But then I'm also following through throughout the right. 
referral process as well. I'm going to call and say, hey, is everything going okay? Can I do anything on my end to help you? Can I have a conversation? So um, it's not just a blind pick. Right. So it's okay to ask for that review too. So um, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. So there are systems I found in like going through all of this and researching for our podcast. There are literally systems that you can pay for um, and they will go out and basically like you enter in your client and they ask for a review and then they post it on all these different places. Um, but it's a paid system. You have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. It's really just following a system. Reviews are not as scary as they sound. It's literally just following a system. You know who has systems? <laughs> we Our elite team does. Boom. So I'm so excited. That's why I keep interrupting Athena because I want to share um, our secret to getting reviews. So as we were talking about earlier on, you know, I think that the agents that do ask for reviews tend to send their review request after the property has closed. Well, guess what? Your buyer or your seller has moved on and now they are super busy. They're really busy with their move into their new house or the house that they already sold. And that is not anything that they want to do. Like they have checked out of the entire process. So now they're like trying to figure out what candle piece goes best in the middle of the dining room table. Exactly. Or when their shipment's going to arrive. So our secret is to ask for the review when you go under contract. What a great idea. This is when everyone is so happy. The sellers are happy because you got their house under contract fast. The buyers are happy because they have a house they're buying. This is before appraisals come in, before repair requests, home inspections. This is at the exciting peak of the transaction, okay? So remind them again, remember how we said to remind them in the beginning or set that expectation that you're going to be asking them for the review. So remind them like, hey, when we go under contract, I'm going to ask you for this review. Okay. So remind them again, as the closing date comes up, if they did not do this when you went under contract. So you're going to remind them, you're going to set up some sort of system, some sort of tracking system um, to remind them to leave that review. If you have closed and they still haven't done it, you can send a review again, asking them. If needed, you can send a review, you know, 30 days after closing. Um, Whatever your system looks like, you can set that all up. Make the process easy for them. That's another secret tip. The easier the process is for them, then they will do it, okay? That's just the way that it works. People like easy. They like the easy button. So, um, we created landing pages. We created templates. We have an entire system. We have, um, candid responses, emails, texts. Um, we have an entire system for our elite team that we have created, um, the entire process. We take out all of the guesswork for sure about all of that. Um, I think too, like when it comes to that, is that, when you're asking in the beginning, they're not quite overwhelmed yet. Yes. People get so overwhelmed because they're going to start getting requests from the attorney 
for more information. They're going to get a request from the lender if they're on the buyer side. They're going to get a request from the lender asking for their firstborn child, their blood type, everything that those lenders ask for. It's so much. It's overwhelming. Um, so I think that in the beginning is a great time to ask. So I would not ask. What's that? Well, I was just going to say, like, I would I would do the clients when you go under contract, but then I would do the other agent after you close. Because then that way they're the happiest because that's when they're getting paid. Yeah. So you have the, if you think about it this way, you have the ability to get three to four reviews from every single transaction that you do. And I think too, we also skipped over when you were talking about who to ask for reviews that you can ask couples, ask them separately because yeah. you have both of their emails. So that's going to double your reviews. They that's can why both I said do three it. to four. Yeah. And make sure have... that you're saying, hey, can you both leave me a review? That's right. So there's a little bit of a hot topic that we can kind of touch on. This gets hard for us because our team is nationwide. Um, so rules are different in different places. We can only talk about what it's like here in little Newburn, North Carolina. Um, but a lot of times you see like, hey, uh, leave me a review and I'll send you a cup of coffee. Different states have different rules. Um, so just make sure you're following those. But I see no reason why I can't send my friend a Starbucks text gift card after they leave a review on my website. Yeah, it's $5. And it's a cup of coffee. It's so worth it because so many people are going to see that review and they feel special. So our, um, our actual team, when someone leaves a Google review, we plant a tree for them. And then the individual client will typically, like Athena said, they'll do their own special thing too. So the team plants a tree in their name. We actually have an entire like virtual tree forest. Um, but they also get a notification that a tree was planted in their name, but then the individual agent, like Athena was saying, could send them a gift card and stuff. And this is in our state, it's legal because we're not paying them for a transaction. We're just being like, Oh, thanks so much for your review. Like we appreciate you. What's the same if somebody sends you a client, if a past client texts you and says, Hey, my aunt's moving here. She needs a house tomorrow. You're going to thank them, right? Like you're going to show them that you appreciate them and be like, hey, I'm giving her a call right now. Have a cup of coffee on me. Thanks for thinking of me. It's the same thing with the review. Thank you so much for your kind words. Have a cup of coffee on me. Let me know if I can meet you. Thanks a latte. Oh, that's cute. But yeah, that tree farm is super cute. We should post a picture of our farm. We should. On... Yes. I'm going to take notes. But like, it's not just a virtual farm. It's literally no, it's a tree gets planted. Like we're saving the earth with all of our paper cups from Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yep. A real live tree gets planted for everyone. And we just have, it, it creates a virtual farm so that we can just see everybody on it as well. And it gets named like your client gets to see it and everything. So super fun. I love it. I love everything about reviews. They make me happy. Yeah. So anything else about reviews? Yeah. So there is no um, need to reinvent the wheel. You know, we already have these systems created. 
Um, so if you are a part of our elite system um, and you don't know what we're talking about, send us a message. We're happy to share that with you. If you're not a part of our elite team and you want to learn more about our templates and our systems and the processes, um, any of that stuff, you can message us. Um, you can also text elite team, all one word, to 252-565-0957 for more information. And we will get that right over to you. Um, oh, that, like that. that is our um, text line for us. Um, but we will drop the notes in, um, we'll drop the links in our show notes. Also, you can always grab them on our website at themodernrealestateagent.com. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. We're going to share a picture of our tree farm in the Facebook group. And um, that's it. We got exciting things planned this week and next week. And our 30-day listing challenge starts next Monday. Ah. I can't wait to win. Am I exempt from winning? You're not going to win. But I might. Well, you can still participate. You just won't get any awards. <laughs> bom, bom. <laughs> My so award excited. is seeing everybody else succeed. Yeah, we are so, so excited to do that. So make sure that you register. Um, the link is in the Facebook group. So jump on it. We can't wait to get started next Monday. Yay. And we'll see everyone again on Tuesday, but it won't be a special Tuesday other than seeing our Tuesday. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see everyone next Tuesday. Go sell some houses and have a great day. Yay. Bye. Bye.